Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Today we have uh, an exciting guest with an exciting job. Rick, welcome to the podcast, mate. Welcome to London. How are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Clearing out a load of stuff at the house and it was an old book from when I was like six or something and I'd written, when I grow up, I want to be a stuntman. I did a film called Ghost Rider about 10 or 12 years ago, doubling Nick Cage on there, jumping off of vehicles onto other vehicles and all that. And then I got to do all the riding and just play a cool character. Mission Impossible 5, we did the motorcycle chase on there. I felt like the Terminator, the pain, my body was shaking. So this is Skyfall where I had to flip. I think it was like a CRF 250. When you're crashing, you're going into all like spice stores and like <laughs> fruit, and, fruit and veg and all that. I came down like on my coccyx and my backside. And uh, yeah, I've got this picture of my backside and it's literally like, Purple. <laughs> I burned through my levers before, Actually, literally really? into my bone. Yeah, and had to have it scrubbed out with a toothbrush. You know, you get one shot at it, it's a lot of pressure. He was really keen for it not to be portrayed as the Twilight guy in the batsuit. Danny Buck, what a ride this is, and it is on! Hello guys and welcome to episode 8 of Pushing the Limit podcast with me, Danny Bucken. Today we have uh, an exciting guest with an exciting job, I would say, anyway. Rick, welcome to the podcast, mate. Welcome to London, how are you? Good, thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah, managed to get hold of you, finally. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally just discussing how bad we both are with our phones, so I don't yeah. know how we even made this happen. I know, one million WhatsApp messages, 27 <laughs> Instagram messages, yeah. and, uh, and a Twitter. little cheeky text, yeah. I literally... <laughs> Instagram messaged you saying that I WhatsApped you didn't have to be here. <laughs> I was like, mate, I've WhatsApped you, answer your message. <laughs> yeah. If you hadn't done that, I honestly wouldn't have seen that I know, until I'm, tomorrow probably. But. I'm actually hopeless over my phone and yeah. it's um, it's something that I I don't know, but um, I think it was Brad Binder, like obviously my GP rider, he was saying the same thing. I think Jack Miller said it as well, like they are just completely hopeless with their phone. Yeah. I think you just get to a point where it goes off so much that you just turn off your notifications and, and just can't be bothered. It, like, it, it is that and it's also that I just see everybody else just stuck to their phones all the time and I'm determined not to do it. I'll check it like once or twice a day <laughs> and there's like 10,000 uh, things on there that I should have probably answered about. Have you lost any work from it? Have you missed any <laughs> job? Probably. Yeah. Probably people yeah. just don't even bother messaging yeah. me anymore. That's what it is. I've definitely lost furniture jobs because I haven't <laughs> answered. Mate, I had a million pound contract there. <laughs> nah, sorry. No, yeah. I didn't answer. I didn't uh. answer. Right, so yeah, welcome obviously to the podcast. Why motorbikes? Obviously you're a massive, massively invested in motorbikes, aren't you? And I guess, yeah, where did it start? Um, my dad was always into bikes and stuff. My granddad was into bikes. My great granddad was into bikes and... Uh, 
So yeah, it's something that my, that my dad did, like he used to live in Lincolnshire and stuff and they would have these cafe races and literally race between different points, uh, literally on the roads and stuff. And then um, anyway, basically when he grew up, he, he was a he was a policeman and uh, so he was a, a motorcycle <laughs> policeman. <laughs> my dad was. For breaking so, the law to, yeah, so, to so monitoring I, the law. So I wasn't one of those guys that you, because a lot of kids at school and that used to get like stepped through his like little pedal and pops and stuff and then go ride them in the woods and it was like my dad that used to chase them and stuff so I so I never did that I started a bit later kind of probably when I was about 15 or so just on the field on bikes and stuff like that and then um and then I didn't start like club racing until I was in my early 20s really and then uh found out I want that that good at it or that that competitive I liked it mm. you know and I, I enjoyed it and I thought technically I was all right but I was never one of those guys that was like super fast straight away and stuff and I got more into the trick riding and that kind of stuff. I was already training for the, the stunt register at that time. So I'd already decided I wanted to be a stunt performer generally because um, I don't just do bikes. I, d I do a bit of everything. So yeah. I do a bit of biting, falling, fires, explosions. Oh, all the, all so the fun manly. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Very sad geezer. <laughs> yeah. I don't do horses. Yeah, burn so. it. <laughs> um, yeah, so I was already training for the stunt regions and stuff, and so um, yeah, just did a bit of club racing then, and uh, and then just switched more to doing like trick riding and all that kind of stuff. But I like riding anything. Yeah, and what about so you grew up in Lincolnshire? You say I did. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah, and obviously, like, so you used to rip around on the little. Well, your mates used to rip around on the little bikes. Yeah, and you weren't allowed. Your dad was like, mate, no. Nah. Well, I, I just couldn't. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just didn't want to get caught by my dad. Yeah, did yeah. I? It was, but um. Yeah, and no, I wasn't I wasn't majorly into them when I was young, to be honest. I always thought they were cool, but it, it was something that um, it was kind of a bit of a different time, and nothing seemed as accessible then. Like if you if one of the kids at school was racing motocross, that was a that was a big deal. Like it seemed like he was the only kid in the whole school that that had a motorbike at age ten or eleven or something. You know what I mean? And uh, and so um, it, it wasn't something that I really considered I could ever do, to be honest. It's funny you say that actually, because nobody even like I used to race motocross from like six years old all yeah. the way through school. Like some of the kids I went to secondary school with, I went to primary school with, and they'd be like, "Oh, why well, you race bikes?" I'm like, "Man, I've done it for like the last ten <laughs> years. Like, where have you been?" Like, and I'd be like off for like weeks because I'd have like I'd have cut my knee with twenty eight stitches and I didn't show up for school for like weeks because I was obviously, obviously like bed bound. Um, oh, you still race bikes? Yeah, I'm like. Yeah, and That's then like hilarious. when I become professional, they was like, "Oh, you still still race bikes?" And I'm like, "Yes." Like, <laughs> where have you been for the done. last? I know that's all I've ever that's done. All I can do. But it is quite funny, yeah. But it is like that, isn't it? And I yeah. guess when you're young, like, it's like the yeah, the motocross and all that kind of thing. Obviously, we're going to talk about your profession now. Um, and so when you, when did you decide? What was you doing before you decided to go into the stunt riding world? Like, what were you doing for? Did you leave school and then get, fall into work? Like, what was your what was no? You up to? Uh, um, Actually, I remember I used to watch loads of um, like. Do you remember the Fall Guy or anything like that? There was a, there was a, a TV series called The Fall Guy. Basically, it used to be on Saturday afternoons, and it was Lee Majors playing like a, a stunt guy who was also a bounty hunter in his spare time and stuff. It was yeah. a good TV series. It used yeah, to be on like same as the Eighteen and that again. on a Saturday Top, yeah, afternoon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, so I was watching that, and then there was a a Burt Reynolds film called Hooper as well, where he plays a Hollywood stuntman and stuff. And I w remember watching both of those. And um, I wrote in my, my mum just showed me it the other day, actually. They were clearing out a load of stuff at the house. And it was an old book from when I was like six or something. And I'd written, when I grow up, I want to be a stuntman in it. And then, um, but it's one of those things that kind of got lost through school and everything. So I carried on with school, was always doing loads of sports and that kind of stuff. And then I, uh, when I left school, I decided to go to London and be a, 
personal trainer, but I also wanted to get into movie stuff and everything. But I thought I was going to be like the new John Claude Van Damme. I thought I was going to be like a movie star who'd do like fighting yeah. as well, because I was big into martial arts as well at the time. Been doing that since I was kind of six years old. Um, so I moved to London specifically to do that, um, but then started, um, you know, riding more and more because it's what I love doing uh, more than anything. And uh, yeah, trained and got on the British Stunt Register. Um, I've been on like 20 years now, just like, well, over 20 years. That's yeah. impressive. Yeah. How quick. hard is that to like, we, we, we've obviously spoke about it outside of here yeah. and like, how many disciplines is it? Like, let's just like, have a it, little it's chat six. About that, so so yeah. basically it's six disciplines at quite a high level. So you'd be looking at, if you were using motorcycle racing as one of your disciplines, you'd, you'd be expected to be running, you know, at least top 10 in national or pro probably higher than that. Uh, or if you're looking at martial arts, it's the equivalent of a black belt in martial arts. And then everything else that you choose is an equivalent kind of standard of that. And yeah, you need six different um, things across various um, sort of categories. It takes, yeah, that's a long time, isn't it? Like, yeah. I know look, most, like if you said to somebody, oh, I'm going to go and get a job, like, but you're not even, you're training for your job, aren't you? Like, it's not like you're, if you're an insurance broker starting at the bottom, you know, eventually five years, you might yeah. be on this much salary. Like yeah. with that, you kind of start and you have to kind of work everything else out. Yeah. While you're trying training to yeah, do what it, you're doing. It's, it's one of those things. If a lot of guys sort of say to me, I wouldn't mind doing that. I'd have to have a go at it or whatever. And I'm like, you need to know that that's exactly mm. what you want to do because it'll committed. just take your life over. Yeah. yeah. And it's so much like financially and time wise and, uh, and everything. And, uh, so, yeah, it's, it's good though. It's, the martial it's worth arts it if you're into it. Yeah. It. Yeah. All of it really. Like I'm, I'm majorly impressed by the whole job. You know, like I looked at, uh, just having a look on Instagram before and like just seeing the people who practice the falls, like we were just talking to you, like yeah. doing the falling stuff, like yeah. how meticulous and like they make it so like, it <laughs> looks oh, like yeah. it doesn't hurt. Like the way they were, they were falling onto, um, onto mattresses, if you like, yeah. but, um, like obviously gymnastic ones. And it was just so impressive. Yeah. And it was like, just like like meticulous and I was like you just practice falling all day or yeah. you practice jumping or you practice yeah a lot, a lot of the good there's a lot of good stunt guys that come from like a gymnastic background so they've got good kind of aerial awareness they know how to um you, you know for example trampoline if you choose trampoline as one of your things when, when you start trampoline one of the first things you learn is to get out get yourself out of trouble because if it's all going wrong and you've just yeah, you, <laughs> you know you're gonna land that, on yeah. your head then they'll just spin and turn onto their back and stuff and so it's just having that awareness to to kind of um, survive a fall kind of thing. That is something and, uh, I genuinely have not got, is if I am upside down on a trampoline, <laughs> I don't know where I am. <laughs> like, that is most people, to well, be I, fair. I, like, yeah, I try but, it. I like show off. Like we've, I took my daughter to like the trampoline place. So I'm yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. daddy's going to do a backflip. Oh, watch wicked. this. And I'm that dad that just lands on his neck and he's in a pickle. I'm, I still keep <laughs> trying. I still have a go, but... Do you know, I am that dad. That, that's yeah. hilarious. And my daughter just sits there and she, she expects it. She just goes like five years old. Like oh, I need to come and watch that. 100%. Yeah. But like, yeah, but like how, like it's such a, it is a niche industry really, isn't it? I know there's probably a lot more people coming through now, like you say, but to yeah. remain at the top, man, it's like, because um, I guess you've got such a, uh, a name in the industry for being so, well, so good at it. A lot of the guys that I came through with and that I started performing with, they're coordinating now. That's kind of the natural progression for it is to, Rather than being the guy falling over, it's the guy that points to the other guys where he wants them to fall over and uh, and constructs the sequences and looks after safety and all that stuff. But um, I just want to keep this going as as long as I can. You know, um, it's like if you didn't want to step up into race management or whatever, you wanted to keep riding because the reason you got into motorcycle racing is because you like riding your motorcycle. So you try and extend that as long as you can, and that's basically what I'm. Uh, 
what I'm I'm trying to do just by keeping myself sort of healthy and uh, and and fit and able to do my job. So hopefully I can keep going. Well, that's actually another question of mine. Is like the like for people sat at home listening, maybe don't know too much about it. Like the intensity of your program, like. Obviously, you keep yourself very fit. You eat very clean. Yeah. Um, the training side of things, like how often yeah. you stay on a motorbike. Like we was talking before, like you might be required to rock up on a set and you get given an old dive of a bike and they go, mate, just you gotta, you got to wheelie that like <laughs> yeah. 200 meters or whatever yeah. it is. And you go, uh, I need to pr practice. And yeah. you have to have that skill set where you can just get yourself on a bike yeah. and throw it up. And, and it's not easy to do it. On our bikes, no. super bikes, easy. Wheeling a motorbike. You've got so much power, haven't you? You've got yeah. no aids. Like... But with what you have to ride, yeah, I, I always try and get uh, get a little heads up beforehand of what am I going to be riding, what surface is it on, what am I wearing, you know, are you wetting down the, all that stuff can can properly stitch you up. Like say, if you give you a, a bike with twenty horsepower and uh, you know, or big Harley or something that's like got crazy oh, geometry or something, yeah. um, then they go, hey, go for a stoppy, you know, I want you to stoppy through here, and you're just like won't do it no, 150 know. kilos <laughs> over the back wheel yeah it just won't do it so i try and get a bit of a heads up but yeah i'll I just try and ride as much stuff as i can as many different types of bikes as many different styles of riding as i can because that's that's part of our job really it's not to like say we were doing um a film where it was road racing style movie i don't have to learn to be a road racer i have to learn to look like i know what i'm doing um and to do sell you? that to everyone <laughs> no still not um but um i just have to be able to imitate the style and everything it doesn't the lap times don't don't necessarily matter it just has to look look fast it look just like to be fast. goon riding yeah and how the hell do you get good at falling off like because obviously mm. there's been films i've seen obviously on your instagram yeah. like where you've had to just literally ride a bike along a road and yeah. like be hit off by a door yeah. or something like that same like, way you probably you... have got you've probably got quite good at falling off mate but that's the thing i am really good at it <laughs> but we don't we try so hard not to fall off i know you literally are told mate you've got to ride that bike up yeah. there what sort of speeds are you i know it... um varies really lay down or something i don't know 30 40 miles an hour. it depends what they want up to you know i've had i've, I've done them at sort of 60 70 miles an hour as well just to like a rear brake <laughs> that lay down um and knowing you have to crash the bike that's yeah. the thing that cracks me up is it's it, like we go out and race and people go oh, you can crash but nine times out of ten you, you stay on yeah um, <laughs> and you're trying very very doubly hard to not crash whereas yeah. you are literally told right mate there's a bike yeah. go and smash yourself up yeah that's literally the point of the exercise <laughs> a lot of the time so yeah for me I, I, I like think of it as a, as a technique thing so I'll I, you know have a mark in the road at that point I'm gonna hit the brake turn the bars here and then the crash kind of happens by itself if you do if you do those certain things on a bike the crash will happen by itself and then for me once the bike's down or i'm away from the bike like if i'm in a car or something once i'm away from the bike then it's just the same as any other uh, this what we was talking about before like aerial awareness of looking after yourself in the roll and the you know once the the ground's coming towards you then it's the same as if you'd done it off a off a trampoline or you know off a wire or whatever then um, once the bike's gone, then you've, you've done the bike bit and it's into the physical kind of tumbling and falling and stuff. Do you practice um, much trampolining now? Like, do you ever no, uh, as much? Not as so much. We've got, we've got a trampoline at home that I'll, uh, I'll just play with. I stopped trampolining properly probably about 10 years ago, I reckon. There's a lot of younger, um, newer guys who are way, way better at that kind of stuff. And the same with gymnastics and stuff. I'll still do bits and pieces, but I stopped tumbling like... 
15 years ago or more because there's, there's there's guys that are way better built for it and, and that's, that's literally their one yeah. thing yeah i do it just to help a bit with everything else but but it's few and far between now because the risk of injuries is just uh massive from that stuff you know oh, it's it looks like, so good i wish i got into it when i was younger gymnastics because the strength like yeah. the capabilities that you background. put your body for like everything that you can physically do like you st- their strength and like the natural yeah. strength that you have to have and i yeah. guess coming from like my friend actually used to be a gymnast and he was like a little michelin man man he was yeah. so ripped up oh, they're so the strong time. in yeah. uh, in in you know yeah. in these ridiculous positions holding crosses and stuff and planches and stuff like that is just crazy body strength and uh, yeah I'm pretty jealous of it as well to be fair weirdly I watched a thing the other day called Physical 100 on, uh, uh, I've, on I've, Netflix I've been watch, I watched that in the gym always yeah. I always put it on in my Netflix did you see the, the hanging t- when I had to do yeah, it and the, the, the gymnast <laughs> finished second didn't he the, yeah. uh, the, the SAS or the equivalent out there he yeah he, yeah. he just out outminded him he just him, said basically. didn't he my, my, I'm, I'm hanging off things all the time mate I've got this yeah, and I was he's like, he's been hanging off helicopters, I know. You know, with with death below him, <sighs> probably for. But the mindset, isn't it? Like for me, that that when I watch that, the things like I, I pick up on a lot of things, probably overlook things and look really deeply into things, like when yeah, I'm watching yeah. it. But I was like, mate, the mindset, like, because this is now about mindset. This isn't about. Oh, yeah, totally. They're fatigued. They're gone. Yeah, Their yeah. arms are gone. But who's going to win? I know. And it was like the gymnast guy was kind of like, "Oh, it's okay for me to finish second. Where the other guy, it wasn't an option. Yeah, it wasn't an option. As soon as he saw there was two of them left as well, he <laughs> and he's just, like, he just, "Yeah, he's just looking at." And the other guy and turned away, didn't he? <laughs> and he's like, "He's turning away." <laughs> yeah, in Korean. Yeah. Yeah, it's it, it's hard to watch with the uh, the subtitles and the crazy dubbing over the top, but it's it's an interesting it. show for yeah. sure. Yeah, I like it. I like it because I like seeing people like push through their physical yeah. capabilities, like. E- like even with racing like I guess uh, like the preparation for racing you, you push yourself hard mm. like you push yourself hard then you train yeah. in um, is that something you just feel like you need to do to keep yourself like in the game keep yourself yeah. prepared yeah and I've all, I never want to have any regrets with any job that I've done I don't want to turn up at a job and think I could have done a better job if I'd trained a bit harder or ridden a bit more or practiced this a bit more so I try and just give myself the best chance that I can. And you know, I, I say same as racers and everybody. If you make sure you're in the best shape you can, you've done all your pre-season, you've put the hours in on the bike, you've done everything you can, then, you know, you can't have any regrets then when it gets to the, the race or the season and that and think, I should have done that, or I should have done that. That's It's the worst thing for me is to think that I'm going to think I should have done more. So, um, so I just try and do as much as I can. But it, it, it it's hard as well because you're trying to... Um, make sure that you're not overdoing it because you don't want to compromise your performance the next day. If I'm going motocross tomorrow and I did a big leg or arm session today, yeah. I'm going to compromise then what I'm doing tomorrow. So I've always in the back of my mind when I'm training got, what have I got coming up this week? Am I going to compromise what I can do at work or what I can do in my riding and stuff? So it is a bit of a balance. Whereas I just used to go flat out all oh, the gas. time and then, yeah. <laughs> and then wonder why I could do two laps on the motocross track before I had to pull in with horrendous arm pump and, uh, and you know, properly like muscle fatigued it's because I was starting from such a fatigue level already kind of <laughs> yeah. thing so I'm sure it's the same for you you've got to, you've got to build up to that race weekend you can't just go no, flat out definitely yeah we um, have um yeah you have like a structure just before the race weekend so yeah. like you obviously like sort of taper off as, as any person would do running it's yeah. one thing I hate about motorbike racing is that like you can never leave like if you could leave a weekend and go right, do you know what everything I did was right but like this went wrong this went wrong like I like the fact you know if you prepared for a marathon yeah and you you got your 8, 10, 12 week marathon training plan you've done the hours you know you're going to run a marathon at a competitive time you know what it feels like pushing at that limit and if you don't 
do it, you blame yourself. Like I hate that about racing that you can't always. It's not always just you personally, right. but then there's other things around it. There's yeah, other yeah, factors. Yeah. There's stuff you can't. In, yeah, you can't uh, control, but um, but you can only do. I know your job. Yeah, and, uh, and you can turn up the fittest, the mentally prepared, the most. The everything can be literally perfect, yeah. but your sprocket could come loose on your bike yeah. or your throttle could stick. I don't know. There's loads of know, other things. But I guess yeah. as long as you, same with me, as long as you know that you did everything you yeah. could and you haven't let your team down, you know, something's just happened I and that's luck, what happens. And... Karma and luck, mate. That's Do you? Do you I live in my, luck? Oh, Do you? 100%. No. And karma. I am so, <laughs> I could not, mate, I am so bad. Yeah, like with anything to do with karma, yeah, I don't have bad really? karma come anywhere near me. Have you got, you got like lucky pants and all that? No, yeah, I wear a check. No, I don't. Yeah, lucky <laughs> pants. No, nothing like that, but I just make yeah. sure that like if I went to a supermarket and something happened and there was 40 quid short I don't know whatever I'd go and pay the 40 quid like there's not a chance in hell right, I would do right. anything to to play with the uh, right. to, to into the realms of karma yeah right. I don't need that bad karma <laughs> so if right. you bought any with you mate <laughs> but that's with the um, with the stunt riding as well obviously being the fitter you are the, the easier like with racing you want to be strong so if you do crash you can you're more resilient aren't you and yeah. I guess like with another aspect of the fitness level is that and it like you yeah have definitely to throw and flexibility as well There's like like you say if you crash and and you're really tight especially guys like me and you you know we're <laughs> we're over six foot and got long levers yeah and i tend to to I've, I've suffered a lot in the past from bike crashes with um with ligament injuries in my knees and stuff because your ankle will hit the floor and it'll just torque your knee out and uh you know it, it, it's a it's a big kind of problem but the more you know, the, the fitter you are, the more you're used to working in those extreme ranges of movement. You can kind of cope with um, being thrown on the floor by your bike um, yeah. and uh, and get getting away with with it a bit. A bit. You can be I too think. flexible though. Look at Marquez with his shoulder. Oh, yeah, oh. That, yeah, there's a, yeah. There's a there's a fine, <laughs> there's a fine line, line between uh, flexibility and instability, really. And you've got to make sure you work you work both. You got to work the range of movement. You've also got to strengthen what's keeping everything in place kind of thing but and w what's been your uh, most exciting film you've worked on like what's been your most exciting obviously like what looks the coolest from my perspective yeah. was that batman when you had to dress up that looks so cool yeah that that was definitely a, a kind of bucket list job and a, a kind of once in a career kind of thing um the most fun I, I had fun i did a film called ghost rider about 10 or 12 years ago doubling nick cage on there i, I watched it did you yeah Wait, is anyone is he's driving the uh he's got the big american He's got the big American cars, and he is that Ghost Rider when he's chopping the cars in and that. He's a bit of a criminal in the film. Is that not it? <laughs> no, I think that's gone in sixty seconds. Oh, but, wrong uh, film, man! It's the right actor. It's the right actor. Yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a superhero movie. I just got basically. kudos like, as well for chucking out names of actors. <laughs> I was just going to let you, let you go with it. Yeah, you should have just uh, let me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, that's mate. It, yeah, yeah, it was like, that's um, not me. <laughs> no, it's it's like a Marvel superhero. He's got like a, a skull for a head that's on fire, and he rides around on a big motorcycle. I've basically. definitely seen it. I okay. have. I have. I definitely have. It didn't turn out as the best movie, but it was one of the best experiences I had because, um, you know, I was doing all the physical kind of stuff, all the fighting and jumping off of vehicles onto other vehicles and all that, and I got to do all the riding and just play a cool character. Uh, and it was, it was a really good time filmed over in like um, Romania, like Transylvania and stuff and just amazing landscapes and just riding every day. That was cool. Uh, and then Mission 5 was a big job for me as well. Mission Impossible 5, yeah. we did the motorcycle chase on there. And it's very rare that you get to do a motorcycle chase on like um, sports bikes. They're always usually like supermotos or motocross bikes or, or you know, on naked street bike kind of things. But to do one where um, they're actually kind of, 
uh, quoting that they wanted it to look like Mark Marquez lean angles and yeah. this and that on there. It was, um, yeah, it was challenging for sure. It was, uh, it was fun though. But uh, and I met a lot of good people on there to be honest. What bikes were they on that on that one? They were, were they? BMW S thousands. Oh, yeah. Tom's uh, the picture of Tom is on the. S1000, the black one, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that's cool. And then, the, then in the background, yeah. that's that's me high side in the bike um behind him in the in the background. And that that's a real picture that it's on I think it's on the DVD cover. He's he's riding this S thousand and he's got like sunglasses that's, on and that's he's the uh, thing, that's the image I have in my head. Yeah. Yeah. And then in over his shoulder, he's just nudged me basically and I've high sided the bike and it's um it's in the background of this. And it's a real shot. It's not a comp. It's not like we filmed Tom and then filmed me. Um, yeah. we had a camera looking over over Tom's shoulder, basically, and then as I got to the mark, we just um, high-sided the bike on there, and uh, yeah, it was cool. It's funny because like like the skill set that it requires to do that <laughs> properly, the stupidity. But yeah, but it's not. But yeah, I know. <laughs> but you, like, the skill set to do that. Not only have you got to smash a bike up, not only have you got to crash, you've got to make it look good for the mm. for the. Because if it doesn't look good, you have another take, don't you? Do they do yeah. they limit you on takes, or do you just limit myself? No, do you know. It depends what it is. Something like that will normally put multiple cameras on it, and you'll know that chances are you'll probably pick up some sort of injury off of it so you try and limit the amount of times you're going to do it you know it's like anything the more times you do it uh, the more chance you've got of one of them catching you out or something happening that, that can go bad um so we only did that one once but i was pre i'm always prepared for a, a second take a and it, it does happen quite often where they'll say ah oh, we could do with going wider on this camera or you know this was mistimed or it was slightly short of the mark or whatever so you know you'll end up going again but but that was that was a one a one take deal that one yeah, it's funny because one of our mutual friends james is working on something at the minute and he had to crash a bike didn't he and he oh, said he yeah, hurt, yeah, yeah. yeah he said oh it hurt me so much <laughs> <laughs> the first one it looked yeah. really painful and he was like yeah it really hurt man and I, he said i'm still really sore today yeah and he, he had to go back and do it straight he did, away. he did a really good job actually and he did a good job of hiding the fact that it really you just <laughs> you just kind of get up and then you kind of sneak <laughs> off set a little bit and then you evaluate oh, yeah. yourself and you're like oh, Right, I'm I'm all right actually, and because you always say you're all right, and uh, yeah, because that's just just what you do. And normally, most stuff's sort of superficial, and within a couple of minutes, you're like, yeah, I can do that again, kind of thing. So I had that brown touch last end of 2021, whatever it might be. I think it was 21, and my wife and my two kids are up in the box watching at turn one, and I clipped the back of Christian and went down. She's so big, and my the pain in my ankles. But I knew my kids were watching, and I sort of hit the back of his bike, and I was like. In the in, I could just see black where I was in the uh, air fence, and I was like, oh, and I was like, get up, just get up. You've just got to get up. You can't lay here because your yeah. kids are watching. Yeah, they yeah, weren't. Yeah, yeah. My little girl was at the back, probably drawing, and my son was just yeah, just yeah. probably at the buffet. My son because he didn't, <laughs> loves a bit of food, and um, and Steph's up there like, oh god, like she didn't want him to see obviously, yeah. and I'm just like, get up, and I was, I felt like the Terminator, the pain, my body was shaking. Where I was like, the adrenaline was just going mad, and I was in so much pain. I was just like, keep walking, and I was like, my legs were shaking. I done my ligaments in my ankles. It was so uh, much pain, but yeah, it's like how you can you, you can push your body, can't yeah, you? Like, yeah, you can. And Whether it's, you should it's or mad. not, it's a, it's a different thing. But yeah, um, but yeah, yeah. No, you, it's it is amazing. Like I say, a lot of the racers will do. You'll see them do the same. They'll yeah. crash, then they'll get up and start walking off, and then they'll they'll collapse. Yeah, I'll snap my tibia and fibula <laughs> and femur. Yeah, yeah. Well, how no, did you walk on it? Like hanging yeah. off. Yeah.
It is yeah, like that, isn't it? Yeah, you just automatically want to get up. You just kind of go to yourself, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right, I'm all right. And you kind of convince yourself of it. <laughs> That's literally what I do. bits hanging off. That's yeah. literally what I do. Anything I, if I go out and mountain biking, I was out with Gino and Josh Hillett a few years ago and crashed a mountain bike. And I just said, and they were laughing at me because it was a big crash. <laughs> they were laughing. And um, I was like, just get up, keep going, boys, keep going. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Because I knew that if I kept going, I'd be all right. Yeah. And then I, when I stopped, the swelling just... just Mate. flooded my body yeah and I was in a pickle but <laughs> it is like that and I guess you just learn to deal with the pain don't you I yeah, guess I everyone's think, threshold's so. different yeah I think so and it's only like temporarily as well you think even if you've got to go again and, and you know you're still a bit hurt from the first one you think just just again I just I just lock into the technique of what I'm doing just do it again do exactly what I'm doing once it's done I'm like oh yes please I hope they got that one the bottom <laughs> flip did that did you have a few takes at that I did yeah um, you said that really hurt that stuck it out did, didn't but it but luckily that was the second one so, you, so this is Skyfall where I had to flip I think it was like a CRF 250 dressed as a police bike and uh, it was one of those where two of the bikes were, there's three of us crashing all together basically it's a bad guy shooting at three policemen and uh, so uh, two of my friends came in and they were crashing first so one of them was like tucking the front low side and it was on like dusty marble kind of um <laughs> dusty marble <laughs> kind of um yeah like a marketplace thing so when you're crashing you're going into all like spice stores and like <laughs> fruit and fruit and veg and all that and i think there's like a, a store selling fezzes and stuff because yeah. when I, I hit this thing as all these fezzes go flying <laughs> and oranges and everything but it was quite it was quite a good thing to film actually it's filmed out in turkey and anyway, the first guy crashes, he low sides. The second bike kind of slides into him. And then they wanted me to to kind of get shot and go backwards off the bike, just give it a big blip of gas and literally ghost the bike forwards into this uh, pot and pan stall or something where the bad guy's standing ready to pick up the bike and, and bugger off across the rooftops and have that whole chase. Um, and so, yeah, we, we did it. The first. It's one of those where when there's three of you crashing as well, you think you think right i've got to do this no matter if everything's not right or what these two guys are going to do theirs i can't suddenly stop and go well hang on a second guys yeah. my bike's not quite uh you know so i kind of pulled my foot away from the rear brake so i couldn't hit it even if i wanted to to save this flip and then i kind of shuffled my backside to the back of the bike so it was proper rear Ready end heavy yeah. yeah it just had to weave through a couple of people and then i just literally <laughs> dropped the clutch as hard as i could and ghosted this bike in and, and it made quite a nice shape actually it literally like backflip the bike did straight into the straight into the camera and, without uh, hitting your mates without hitting my mates yeah. getting the shot that's what i mean there's like there's <laughs> a lot more everywhere, to it oranges yeah. everywhere yeah um, so we did that the first time and that was cool. They were kind of looking straight on at us from uh, from where the gunman's like standing. We did that and uh, and then as soon as they said, yeah, yeah, we've got that. You guys can take your pads off and stuff. And then you're like, oh, cool. It's done. It's in the bag. And then literally we're just walking across to get our pads off and the coordinator's like, oh, no, Rick, you keep your um, pads on and stuff. We're just going to do a pickup. I was like, oh, no. And so because... Um, What's a pickup mean? Uh, uh, sorry, pickup is like... Um, filming part of the scene but not from the start so we weren't going to do the crash because uh basically we'd we'd shot it one one day with from this perspective we then did it a reverse so from behind me and i had to go around the camera and flick the yeah. bike off into the thing and on that one i i, I properly hurt myself basically I, I came down like on my coccyx and my uh my backside and uh yeah i've got this picture of my backside and it's literally like purple couldn't sit down um, for a week stand a up week it was like a month I, pro I promise <laughs> anyway. <Aping> up, right. <laughs> so then when it so when it was done I thought okay at least it's it's done and uh 
And then he's like, yeah, yeah, keep your pads on. And I had to basically, we had to pick up just the end of it where the actor's going to pick my bike up. So they wanted to do like an overlap where they would just shoot the end of the bike sliding in towards him, but they wanted me to be sliding in towards him. So I had to basically run and then do like a baseball slide on my... When you're on already my, injured. Yeah, and even, even running was becoming... <laughs> we must have done it, you know, because they were like, oh, maybe try doing this when you pick the bike up. I'll try doing that. And every yeah. time I have to go again because they change what they want the actor to do and stuff. I mean, that's just y your job, but it was like, I was after I about four today. or five, I was, str <laughs> I was struggling to even run yeah. and stuff. And uh, anyway, we got, we got through it and we got it done. But yeah, you, you got to expect that, that you're going to have to have to go again, basically. And after the stunt riding career, do you want to get, stay in the industry in terms of like what we were talking about, like the coordinating side of things? Or it, it's, it's definitely not where I've planned to, to go. Like my whole career, I've said, I don't really want to go towards coordinating. I want to perform for as long as I can. And it's, I mean, I love motorsports and I love bikes and cars. And so I've naturally kind of drifted towards that area of stunt work. And I think that's one area that you can keep up a lot longer than the other stuff. You've only got so many getting knocked down by cars and, um, you know, jumping off of buildings in you. That's, you know, that's kind of a bit more physicality and age limited, yeah. whereas something a bit more skill-based like, um, you know, motorcycle sort of trick riding or any kind of extreme riding and and the car stuff, I think you can sustain your career a lot longer. So, yeah, I'm looking I'm looking just to keep going. Keep going, yeah. <laughs> Until people stop Rick's calling me, basically. now, man. Yeah. Stop, just... I'll, be, yeah. I'll just be like car number 20 yeah, at the yeah. back that's just asleep and everyone yeah. just has to bang on my window and wake yeah. me up to... Uh, Giving me coffee. Yeah, it literally. is like... But like you said, like, if you crash properly, like, you can do it in a way where, mm. I guess, you just get better at it, don't you? Like, even now yeah. when we crash superbikes, you kind of understand what's going on and, and when it's happening and how to sort of adapt and tuck your body in or yeah, I've seen, I've seen you have a big one at, Bra at, yeah. at Brands at, um, I think it was Clearways oh, was, God. you know uh, the one I'm talking yeah. it's on the Ducati on the Ducati oh, yeah and, uh, that, and that bit <laughs> bit you hard you just literally know your, yeah I saw you in. instantly yeah. like bring bring those long arms in to make you know sure you coming, weren't yeah. pulling any shoulders out or, or just even wrist because obviously when you start spinning when you got when you got mate long arms or short arms whatever it is it can <laughs> bloody hurt yeah, can't yeah. it so it's kind of like always protecting yourself yeah it always looks I reckon when you see MotoGP guys or BSB guys or WSB guys crashing uh, to outsiders I think it looks alright a lot of the time it looks quite elegant ah, it's just a little tuck yeah. and roll mate, that tarmac is hard Ooh, it <laughs> and it burns <laughs> I've burned through my levers before That's literally really. into my bone yeah and had to have it scrubbed out with a toothbrush yeah it was yeah, yeah, it's not, it's not horrible, cool, is it? isn't it? But it's that's not, uh, cool. who do you look up to, like in the in the movie industry, like in the stunt riding side of things. Like, did you watch like Evil Knievel and be like, yeah, what he was doing? Because I, I did. I always thought it was cool. Um, Eddie Kidd was a, a big oh, one Eddie for Eddie me. Kidd, yeah. yeah, and yeah. Uh, yeah, he was always a big kind of um, childhood hero to me. And he was actually on the British stunt register as well. He did his training and did his uh, disciplines and everything. And so he was working, uh, doing regular stunt work before he had his accident and stuff. And uh, I remember my dad taking me to his live show when I was seven years old. I had a birthday party at my house, all my friends around and that. And then afterwards, just as a surprise, my dad just took me to local um, like stadium there. And Eddie Kibb was doing a live yeah. motorcycle show, doing big, you know, bus jumps and jumping through fire and all that stuff. And uh, yeah, yeah, wicked. And then even when I got on the stunt register, you have to put together like a page, like a CV, and you've got like a few pictures to put in there, a headshot and a full body shot, and then like action pictures. And I remember I'd seen this picture of Eddie Kidd wheeling this, I think it was like a TDM 850 or or something like that. 
this this bike and he's like wheeling and pointing at the camera um like this as, he, as he's wheeling this bike one-handed and i thought that's that's cool i'm gonna do that so i literally Copy copied it. the exact same thing on my i think i was on a wr450 or something at the time wheeling past the camera pointing at the thing and that was the picture i had in my stump book and then cool. um yeah i met him a few years ago actually um we was on a job and he, he came down to see a bunch of the, the boys and stuff and i remember telling him and he literally um pulled out of his bag this um this picture the exact picture he knew exactly which picture i was talking about this picture of him on this tdm and he signed it for me and it's uh, it's framed and it's up in my office now That's and it's cool. uh, it's very cool yeah because eddie's so. still involved isn't he in, in like the coordinating of stunts and that does he still eddie do Kitt, yeah, no, does he not, is he completely out of it now yeah and obviously i mean injury, he's, he's, but... yeah he's still big friends with a lot of the stunt guys mm. um and yeah no he's doing he's, he's done a lot of stuff for, for sort of charity and stuff he, he walked the marathon course of, um probably about it's quite a few years ago mm. now but um um yeah no he he hasn't really been involved in stunt work since um since he had his accident which was 97 i think so there was a bit of a, a gap between his career and mine it I never watched a program actually about it the other day oh, yeah, yeah the pro i'm sure it was on like bbc it was on like one Might of the main been. yeah, yeah top gear did a big yeah, thing about yeah, him and yeah, stuff a big cool. special about him. yeah very cool but it is um like the one thing that does transfer like all all the guests that have been on the podcast like the like what you have to sacrifice as well, obviously to do your job. Like obviously it's, yeah. a, it's a bloody hard job in it, but like the focus and like the mindset, like when you're approaching a stunt, like it's nerve wracking and it mm. like, I bet you're nervous. Yeah. And totally. like, like for, you have to overcome what it is for a week, a week before maybe. And you have yeah. to overcome like the nerves, the, like, I guess it's what expectation of what you've got to do. Cause in yeah. your head you're thinking, Oh my God, like, can I do it? Can I do it properly? Yeah, pe people think that you're worried about getting hurt. I, I never think about getting hurt. That that can happen at the with the most, you know, the smallest little mm. little mistake or whatever. Um, I, I worry more that I'm going to do my job properly and it's everything's going to go right and it's going to look right and and that I've done everything that I can to prepare for it. And that's what um, kind of stresses me out. Even if I'm doing something, say I was going to roll a car tomorrow, do a pipe ramp or something like that. Tonight I'll be watching. 50 guys that have, that have done it before thinking okay you know and, and just uh i don't know i just want to feel like i've done everything i can to to do the Prepare. best job that i can yeah and i just want it to go right i just want it to to look right because a lot of times uh, something like that as well or um you know especially on even lower budget stuff you've only got one vehicle you know you get one shot at it it's a lot of pressure and uh and that's it. And uh, so you just want it to go right. So you're really. just prepared, yeah. Like they yeah. Are, like just make sure you're prepared. And that's that's yeah. I guess like when we spoke to Foggy about how I said how like how the hell was you so successful? And he just said I knew that if I was prepared enough, like done the homework on the practice days and everything else, I knew that I would do my job properly. And I guess that's yeah. that's the takeaway very, thing as well. Very isn't it? similar yeah. to uh, to the way I kind of. It's like think most jobs. It. If you was going for a meeting, less if you was in another industry, like. Yeah. If you went in there and didn't have a clue what you're talking about, you'd yeah. be probably not either win the job or whatever. So yeah. it's just that preparation, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, and that's a big I guess part of it. yeah, and that's like the, the transfer. And you probably found like across your skill set, that's like with the racing when you went racing, and it's the same thing, isn't it? You get that anxiety before you like. Oh, oh yeah, totally. Yeah. I, I, you know, you feel like every emotion, don't you? Yeah, it's, it's the same yeah. with fighting because I, I used to fight as well, like um, Thai boxing and stuff. And it's the same the week before. I, I wish I wasn't fighting. Really, it's got like the yeah, worst feelings. It's got like the worst feelings <laughs> yeah, and the best yeah. feelings, but um, you've got to go through those horrendous worst feelings. Same as, um, and I don't know if you guys still get it on the start line and stuff, but like the 
or maybe maybe it's gone by the start line. Start line's maybe, gone before. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's before that. Maybe it's you know when you're getting your gear ready or whatever. I don't know. But you have that time where you're kind of like, why why am I still doing? Why this? am I here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Why am I here? Yeah. Because yeah. um, but I look at it as a process. It's like you just look at it like a process. Like right, I'm getting in my kit, I do my warm up, do this, do that. Yeah. I know what I've got to do, yeah. and I'm prepared for it. Some things I can't change, so I can't think about them type thing. And you just yeah, I guess yeah, that comes just, with the experience that, yeah. that you've got in there. That Nearly you, 30 now, mate. I'm getting old. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you have to um, let me know what that's like. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what I'm doing for it yet. Probably going to have a chilled <laughs> one. No, I don't know. But I've got a question here. If you could race for one team, who would it be? And you could literally, any series, any era. Oh. So if you had... I, I'm... Everyone always says 500, don't they? Yeah, 500, 500 Repsol, Honda. Yeah, oh, Mick Dewey teammate. Yeah. S- kill you them things they're bikes <laughs> and yeah. I, I, <laughs> Big high I remember Jamie Whitham saying that was the only bike he was ever scared of I think he was on that KR3 thing wasn't he he was on like the widow makers literally yeah <laughs> they are they're just because they just had no power and then yeah, yeah. I don't know I, I quite I'd, I'd quite like uh, an old maybe maybe Foggy's era 916 Ducati or Ooh, something you know yeah. factory Ducati from that kind of era um, it's pretty cool when it was him and Corsa yeah. and Frankie Keeley uh, teammates. That'd be a pretty cool team to be. Have you always watched the racing reckon. as well, like that? Like yeah, Keeley, yeah, that, yeah. Probably from like mid nineties onwards, I was I was big into the into the racing. WSB was a big thing at that Huge. time, and MotoGP. Um, Rossi was still in like one two fives and two fifties and and stuff, and it was kind of doing and uh, and those guys that were dominating in five hundreds and everything and. Uh, and it wasn't as big a deal, really. MotoGP didn't seem to be in this country. Everyone was all about the world superbikes. Hundred thousand uh, brands actually yeah, spoke about it. Yeah, in and like thirty odd thousand yeah. at, um, at Donington for the for the MotoGP or whatever it was called yeah. at the time, GP five hundred. Yeah. And uh, yeah, now it's really turned around. MotoGP's great. I, I love it. I just oh, don't. I, I, I just hope it's not going to turn into Ducati Championship it's plus a few other bikes. Got to, yeah, yeah. it's it like that, though, isn't it? But when you look yeah. at the World Superbikes this year, like twenty twenty three, like I read a thing yesterday where Johnny said he's going to be battling for the best of the rest, basically, because really? he's like because how confident Bautista is, and it's like, yeah, it's, it must be demoralising knowing, like not knowing because anything can happen, but yeah, just to be on that back foot, Being knowing that Bautista's got so much power, and you've, you've got an advantage, um, you know, to your rival. At, already and he was already a mm. you know world class rider and a, a world champion you know if they locked in that power the, the weight thing that would have been mega for the world superbikes do you think so i think it would just be, i think it would just oh, throw the spanner that. in what, the works i definitely <laughs> yeah well i'm let's say i'm 80 kilos i yeah. i race sort of 78 to 80 kilos yeah um and then like taron was like 30 kilos lighter than me last year but yeah. i always said with bsb circuits what I can gain in the corners, I lose down the straights and, and, and vice versa. Yeah, so, I, sp- I suppose British circuits are quite, there's not a lot of places no. you'll, you'll, you'll... I just need I to be more aerodynamic. Top gear anywhere, well, you really. I need to just chop a few yeah. elbows off. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. But we are going to, I have got a section of the podcast called a track review. We haven't got a name for it yet. Right. Need to get a name. I'm asking, I'm asking the listeners to, to get us a name. So uh, bear with us on this. But mm-hmm. at the minute, it can basically be anything that comes to your 
your mind. You could even say your favourite track was is Brown's Hatch because you like the cheeseburgers. Not that you eat that because you're a lean, mean fighting machine. Um, <laughs> so track review. What is your favourite track? To write uh, just any any yeah, track, anything to ride to watch out wherever you yeah. That's a really good question. The the track I ride the most is actually Mallory Park, and that's where I did most of my club racing and stuff as well. But it was it was different back then. It didn't have turn the chicane one. and all that in it. Yeah, turn, turn one mega at, though, at Mallory yeah. is still is still mega, and I still yeah. like going up there to do a load of training. But um, it's not it's not really used as a racetrack anymore. By any, I mean BSB outgrew it quite a few years ago when they were doing. 40 second lap time. And the super and stock were going there. as fast as super bikes, weren't they? In the end, it was like, oh, okay. you probably were. Yeah. I, don't, I didn't race there, actually. Oh, I raced the 400 there, and that was it. Uh, and I, did, I didn't get on well with it. I don't know what it is about it. I'm not, yeah, I've not done a lot of time there. Track, yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to think about that. I'm, uh, I'm trying to learn the Nordschleife at the minute, you know, like the Nürburgring. Yeah. I'm trying, trying to learn that on the sim. Yeah. Um, ready for going there and trying not to stuff it in the in the wall or anything and and put in a respectable time. Are you going to go there point. on a bike or a car? No, car. Oh. Yeah, no, I won't, I won't go on there. The bike. Uh, yeah, especially sharing it with, with guys cars. in <laughs> supercars and stuff. Yeah, it's not, it's not for me. So I'm trying to learn that at the minute. But um, I was trying to learn it in an F1 car the other day, but it's probably not the best. Probably learn it in like a little... Clio or something, shouldn't you? Yeah. But uh, <laughs> it comes at you yeah, a smart little car. quicker. But um, I went to the TT last year for the first time as well. That was that was wicked. That was quite an experience. Yeah. So um, let's just say uh, TT. Pick, pick it. TT. All yeah. right, then. And what's your most memorable moment of the TT? Um, oh, I don't know. My most memorable moment of the TT is yeah, going go to the bloody first time I ever went there to watch. I went down to the bottom at... Um, like turn the first time they get down the bottom uh, down, Bray, down Bray Hill. Bray Hill. Yeah, same. Yeah, because we started up at the uh, at the start line and stuff, and it's a bit weird, really, because you like, see them with their with their families and stuff, and yeah. you know, saying the same bye and everything. And John yeah. McGuinness is there and his missus and his kids and stuff, and it's 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 a weird kind of it's vibe. a weird environment. Yeah. And you can't explain it unless you've been there, can you? Either. No, like, it's the and, strangest uh, thing in the world. And I'm glad I yeah. went. I'm, de I'm definitely going to go again and try and get there every year. I've always tried to get there, and works and stuff's always come up. But um, but yeah, Bray, Bray Hill's pretty special because they're just on the pipe from the start. Brand new slicks, yeah. full <laughs> tank of fuel. Yeah. Sat around for a few minutes without their warmers Big on. Tank slappers yeah. over the hill. Yeah, and they're still hooking fifth gear, sixth gear, whatever it is, as they come yeah, down the pretty, hill, uh, which has got some. It's pretty special for sure. You got to be a, a certain rider to want to do that i think i'm and, sure uh, riding it you'd feel a lot more in control and a lot more relaxed you, you know when you're it? when you're riding it no not for me it's yeah not for, you. not for me no. not for me but i think maybe i'd like to do a parade lap and have a little go because yeah, i've done a little bit yeah. of riding around it with hickey years ago okay. actually and he knew where he was going and i didn't and i followed him and i was yeah. on an sv650 thing and he was on a, a blade <laughs> it was quite a, quite a funny little story yeah and we was digging we was digging in well he weren't because he was on a blade but i was full gas on the 650 <laughs> thing yeah Oh, uh, it's not a horror. Yeah, it was, it was it was good fun. Um, yeah. So, what is your most memorable moment of the circuit of the TT? What is what stands out for you? Probably the same. Like I say, we didn't really just, explore a lot of it. We didn't. Uh, yeah, yeah, we were. It's just the whole vibe of the whole place more than strange. anything else. Yeah, strange, but also cool. Everyone's Motorbikes there just for everywhere. the same. Yeah, yeah, everyone's just there for the same kind of thing. And uh, yeah, I really liked it. Um, um, I well, this this is favorite part of the track. Favorite part of that track. Um, don't know. I I like watching um some of the boys, some of the ex um motocross boys and stuff doing the uh, Ag Agos leap and uh, the what's it Balak Bridge, Bridge is it yeah, yeah yeah and and stuff. It's just um 
yeah, it's just crazy. And uh, where did Hillier have his big moment that that time? Oh, that was down at that. There was that. Was um, it where bot- it was oh bombing out and stuff? I don't and know he's the like name both, of the circuit. Both feet off and stuff. There's a there's a lot of spectacular places yeah. there. You see when they're coming through. Anywhere that looks a bit sketchy, it sounds bad, but um, but that's the spectacle of it, you know. When they're going past houses, uh, it's a it's a different thing doing two hundred mile an hour, you know, on, on a, a on a racetrack uh, where it's open space. You don't get any sort of um, reference of speed there. But when you see them zipping past those houses and people's gardens at two hundred plus miles an hour, it's insane. It, yeah, it's it's it's, an, it's another insane. level. Yeah. Oh, I know it is, and it's uh, not for me. No, me just either. it's literally like they have <laughs> to put either. livestock back two fields because of, in case they get out, and it's like, yeah, oh yeah, it's not for no. me. It's just there's too many other there's things that can go wrong. There's a lot of variables wrong. with it, yeah. and uh, yeah, and it, it, you know, stuff's happened. Before. Um, and my next question is: any tip for any track day riders going there? Don't go <laughs> don't, there. <laughs> don't ever. If you get offered a track day, even, the even, Man I can't TT, really don't understand the guys <laughs> doing the the Mad Sunday thing. I get having a a little bimble round there, but mm. um. But the roads aren't the place to to push anything on your bikes. No, no roads. Do you know? I don't even ride a bike on the road, to be honest. No. Um, I have got a road bike license, obviously, but um, but I never ride on the road for fun. If I want to go fast, I'll go to the track. If I want to yeah. do wheelies, I'll go to the airfield. If I want to do jumps, I'll go motocross. There's nothing fun for me about riding on the road with a bunch of people who aren't paying attention. And Mate, the t- they they literally open the mountain course one way, and they just literally you can full send it. They don't have a speed limit, so literally people are going up there. It's not for me. And they're watching like John McGuinness go around and Hickey, and they're like, "I'm going to do this now. I'm going up yeah. to the mountain course." I man, we was up there, literally coming to a corner. Everyone slowed down, skid marks off the side of the mountain. And literally, a guy had just tucked the front mate and just no. lost his bike. Yeah, he he managed to dig himself in so he didn't go down. But his bike's so far down. <laughs> you're like, mate, like... I don't get it. Don't I, do it. Like, if you're not yeah. confident, bloody hell, don't go over to the Isle of Man and have a little dig with your mates. No, it's, no, it's, it's, it's not for me. It's I nuts. can't see anything fun about that at all. Um, and, yeah, moving on, obviously, family man. You've got How yep. many kids you got? Two. two kids, yeah. And what do they think of the job? Like, did it, it, I guess it's just dad going to work. Yeah, type thing, but. yeah. It's probably the same with your kids. It's, it's it, everything becomes just, just normal to them, you know. Um, was your wife? Did you, was you a stunt rider when you met your wife? Did she understand um, what you I did? I rode bikes and I was training for the register, but we we met at a gym in London, so I'd moved down to London to be a PT and to to be Jean Claude Van Damme. Was you flexing as well? <laughs> you kick Always. a bag in front of well, her. We worked, we worked in the same gym, <laughs> so I. We were, I we were both working in the same gym and uh, she used to put me on uh, on the same shifts as her. She was the gym manager oh, there wow. and stuff. And I was just like, but um, yeah, so that, that was a long time ago. And then then we had the kids and uh, and I was already kind of on the stunt register by the time we had the kids. So it's all they've ever known really. Yeah. But, but I was already training for the register when I met her. So she knew that my whole life was consumed anyway. With um, with training and stuff, and even uh, more so than even training. more so yeah. than yeah, I would literally go from like uh, you know gym workout to fencing to trampoline into um, you know martial fencing, arts all, up fences. all in one day. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you yeah, gotta make you gotta make money fences. while you're training to pay for all that training. Yeah, that is quite right, it's right, mad right, though. Like, sword fight. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah I know, I know. <laughs> Mate, just making sure. I know, like, yeah, but it is funny. Like, imagine your kids being like, "Oh yeah, my dad's Batman today." Like, it's I know, just, I know, it's just incredible. I isn't it? Well, I remember we were doing um, Batman Begins when he was only about two or three. And <laughs> his so nursery was just near Cardington where we used to film that. And he'd be, oh, dad's over there filming Batman and stuff. But the and, nursery uh, teacher's like, yeah, all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that what he tells you? Yeah. yeah. And now um, he, he, kind of, he kind of took everything, um, not for granted, but in his stride kind of mm. thing. Never made a big deal about anything. 
Um, and I thought he wasn't really bothered about any of it. But then I, I had heard him talk to his mates when I, where he thought I wasn't there or, or couldn't hear or whatever. And uh, yeah, he, he liked it really, the fact that, uh, that his dad had quite an abnormal job, you know. But I think kids in general are just naive to things anyway, aren't they? Like, yeah, they think Maya, that's what everyone yeah, does. Yeah, like Maya would say to me, oh, good luck. Like, like if I went, I'm going to work today, like this morning, I'm going to work today, love you. And she'd say, yeah, right, bye, daddy, like, love you, whatever. And if I go racing, it's the same, you know, they, it's, it's just yeah, work to them. Yeah, and, and going, it's, to, going to work, yeah. yeah. and I've said to her before, do you think it's weird that I race bikes? She's like, mm, no. I'm like, it's it's yeah. just funny, they're not naivety and how they grow yeah, up around yeah, that's it. that's true. It's, it's, just, it's just another job. So like, yeah, you being Batman, it's, it's cool, just like, yeah, that's that Batman. It is like that. Yeah. It, yeah, it's quite cool that that's the way they look at it, yeah. It is because other um, kids are like, "What? Your dad yeah. rides bikes? Like, <laughs> my dad sits in an office, or my dad does this, or my dad's a fireman, which is like they're all equally as cool." But you know, it's yeah, kind yeah. of it's yeah, just you a just quirky... get used to, uh, to everything. Like you say, that's just the way the world is. Apparently, that's what kids think. So yeah, but but what's funny as well is um, my uh, my wife's dad was a football manager, and uh, so I think he was at Spurs at, at the time when when my son was really young. He was assistant manager at Spurs, and so we'd go to Spurs every weekend and go to the game. And you'd always, you know, you'd have uh, lunch with the players or whatever. And then at half time, you'd go into the little box and you'd have, you know, cup of cup of tea and biscuits and yeah. all that stuff. Anyway, so that's what my son thinks everyone does at football matches. So then he goes with his mates to I don't know Millwall or something, and uh, and he thinks he thinks at half like gets to half time and he's like, we're we going for the tea and cakes yeah, yeah, and all yeah, yeah. He, he just thinks that's what people yeah, do when they yeah, go to football yeah. matches yeah, now get yourself a beer mate yeah. oh <laughs> yeah you might get a hot dog and a, and a shandy but, yeah um, yeah it's it's just quite funny what kids just expect that the Not world's like from what yet. they've seen no never been i need to go and experience it yeah it, it's all right for me if you've got an interest in it like because because he was with the team then we wanted the team to win aside from that i don't, I don't really watch football i watch a bit of the internationals that's about it but no, it's not for me either. And yeah, and going back, obviously, like jumping back to the stunt riding thing. Yeah. Obviously, you work with like higher caliber celebrities, let's say. Like, what is it like? Are they all unique in their own way or are they quite relaxed in the way they do? Like, yeah, they're, they're all different. Intense, isn't it? Like, and they're yeah. paid a lot of money because they are expected to achieve a lot. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah, it's they've got a really a difficult job as well. Yeah, I, I, I think they have. And they're expected to do a lot of the um physical stuff and to almost like overlap into our world a little mm. bit and because what you can't do is just bring a stunt double in and then just cut from an actor doing this to a stunt double doing this and make it blatantly obvious audiences yeah audiences are too wise to it now that that you know that's a stunt guy doing that and so actors will have to you know do a little bit of the riding and then when it gets to the more tricky stuff then the uh the stunt guy and the same with fighting and stuff like that they'll have to do bits to lead into it otherwise you'll take the audience out of it and and they'll be like ah that's not him doing that and, yeah. and you've just lost everybody kind of thing but so they they do work hard to be honest um tom cruise works really that, hard i was about to say the thing they did the other day they released that footage of him doing the jump when he practiced yeah, and yeah. really cool yeah and he, he, he you know he's cool. super focused and dedicated on what he wanted to do and the same with when like i said before about the the bike chase on mission five um we hired out racetracks and there'd just be four or five of us with Tom just um, just going around myself and Kieran Clark and uh, and the stunt coordinator. Tom picking up on what you guys Tom, are doing. Yeah, yeah, Tom just following Kieran and Kieran trying to give him cues and that in his Derby accent. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and, and coaching him in that. And he was really keen and he was really, if you told him something, you know, if, if you told him, uh, you know, a, a, a teaching point or whatever, he'd be... It'd be Straight literally away. focused on you all over it and yeah. getting you to expand on it and how's that going to help and everything. And he was just 
mega into his job as well, which is which is cool. It's probably why he's one of the best again, though, isn't it? Like the effort and the intensity and like yeah. like we said before, like I, what's expected of them. Oh yeah, it's it's a lot, isn't it? And yeah, obviously, I think so. yeah, there's a lot. Of I couldn't do it if I've got one line to deliver ever in a thing. I'm oh my god, like, I wouldn't sleep yeah. for a week more doing that than I would doing a crash or you know knowing I was going to get hurt or something. If I've got yeah, like, yeah, if yeah. I've got to deliver yeah. a line, oh, I've got to say it, yeah. yeah, oh my god, yeah, it's five words. You know, I don't. <laughs> but it is like that, like the intensity of their job, like that that astounds me. Like I always like to look at like what makes them like different, and I guess. Yeah, like his intensity and his work rate. Like you said, like yeah. he does some of his stunts himself. Like, yeah, he, and he even does everything that, yeah, himself. even that practicing yeah. what he had to do, like jumping off the side of a mountain on a motorbike. He knew the speeds he had to get, the feeling yeah. he had to get. Yeah, yeah, it does. Crazy. A lot went into it for sure. Yeah, and it's a it's a stressful job because that whole if they had a big budget movie, the budget's on him delivering correctly, isn't yeah. it? And if he doesn't deliver correctly. The yeah. film wouldn't do enough, and yeah, it's yeah, it's it, yeah, it's a lot of expectation, and you have to be sure that it's cast right. It's the same with when we, when we did the, the Batman as well, you know, there's a lot of expectation on, on Rob Pattinson, you know, he was, he was really keen for it not to be portrayed as the twilight guy in a bat suit. Do you know what I mean? Mm. He is he, a really good actor in his own right. And he was so committed to making sure that he was believable as he his character. Batman. Yeah. Because everybody wanted to see what it was going to be like, you know, cause um, when, when something, like that, some someone's casting one of those characters. Everyone's got their own opinion about Twilight. what he's going to yeah. be like or what he should yeah. be like, and uh, he's going to be terrible. He'll be this and that. And uh, I thought you did a great job, and that was down to him, literally. You know, I've never seen anyone work harder than than they he did, and be as they? yeah, 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 and be as as committed to everything. Turned up to every fight rehearsal, every gym. I would get to the gym in the morning before work, and he'd be in there as well, and, yeah. and everything, and. Uh, yeah, it was cool. But that's obviously what separates the best again, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I in, think so. Yeah, in, in in any industry, I guess what you do is that little extra you can do. Yeah, if you like, take it as seriously as you can. Taking back, like talking back to the Tom the Tom stunt that he had to do, yeah. like when he went to the motocross track, they went, done all these different bits, didn't they? Just so he could nail that jump. And it was yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, it yeah, seemed incredible. like he was doing a year's worth of actual, just, just regular motocross riding and technique and stuff. But Just you need for that, a, yeah. A ten second, yeah. You need to have that confidence in your bike control and everything, and uh, mm. yeah, you have to you have to build that up. I think you take that for granted as well, being like racer, like X or racer, current racer, X racer, whatever you are. Like I think you take that for granted because you understand the signals, don't you? Of yeah. when it's going. Or I'm sure what you're you could jump and, on anything, and, yeah. and and be get like you say, getting signals from it of what's happening with the bike and weight transfer and this, you know. Right, well, so. we are going to jump into now a little quiz that I've set up. Five oh, no. questions. <laughs> oh, no. And, uh, yeah, it's just, I haven't got a name for this either. <laughs> yeah, but I need a name for this. Right. But it's five questions, and it's really hard because you don't ever want to, like, make it, I don't want to make it too easy. You don't want to mug me off. No, but I don't, but you can, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't, no, it's not about mugging off. It's just really interesting. So it's, it's basically like, um, Yes, yeah, five questions that I've I've managed to come up with right. at different times of my day. All right. Which is quite funny. Uh question one is which stuntman broke nineteen world records and set twenty one world firsts? Dar Robinson? Yep, that's easy. I knew, yeah, see what I mean, that's too easy. <laughs> that's not too I easy. I haven't got the I was I gonna know ask. That you'd know who Dar Robinson was. <laughs> I was gonna, that, I'm really uh, impressed yeah, with that question. I was going actually. to um I was actually going to put the years in there of okay. when he Would rode. have been eighties. I, I guess mm. was it um, early eighties. I don't probably? know. I haven't got the answer for that. Oh, you've so got the answer for yeah, definitely. Um, early this is going to be easy one because obviously you've you've just mentioned his name. But what was Frankie Keeley's recognisable number? 
Seven. Yep, seven. <laughs> <laughs> um, who was Prime Minister 1951 to 1955? You're me up. Neville Chamberlain. Um, no, no. 51 to 55. Come on, this is easy, mate. Is it? Yeah. Very famous guy. <laughs> Churchill. Was it? <laughs> yeah, Winston Churchill. That's what I've got on me uh, on me on my notes anyway. I'm not sure that's right. 51 to 55, check it. All right, I'll check it. I'll Google it. Um, <laughs> how many world championships does Troy Bayliss have? Um, I'm going to say, oh shit, it's either two or three. I'm going to say two. Three. <sighs> he had the Alstara one as well, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, three. Um, and what year did Johnny Ray ride Valencia MotoGP? Do you remember he wildcarded? It was spoke about like most Perhaps of the season. Ago. Yeah, was it like six years ago? Let me say... What are we in now? Uh, 17. 13. Was it? Honda, yeah. That's long ago. It feels really long ago, <laughs> doesn't it now? <laughs> it doesn't seem that long ago. Yeah. I knew it was a few years ago. I can't remember. He had a, I'm sure he had a really good that weekend be, on it. So he, he rode the Honda. So he would have been on Honda. Mm. Um, Back in, when he was on the uh, Honda, yeah. Okay. All right. So after that, obviously, he's, he's had a... Yeah, he's been on that Kawasaki for like 100 It's really years. hard to get these questions because, you know, like, you don't want to make it too easy, but then no, there's so many things. Good, it's good questions, actually, yeah. Because I don't know. Some, I, I wouldn't, some of the answers I don't know, but I just have no, to. No, I'm a bit crap with years of stuff like that. I'm um, rubbish with years. Yeah, I'm all right with years of like music or stuff because I relate everything back to jobs that I did. Yeah. So I think what I was watching that when I was on this job and that was in this year because I know what year every film was. Um and then everything else just relates back to that, basically. But I don't remember the most. <laughs> thing. Yeah, it is, uh, it is hard. And I'm like, great, good, good questions. And yeah, I no, don't like to question. force them either. So I'm not I'll... sure about the Churchill thing. Yeah. And I'm going to Google no, that. Definitely after, Google actually. it, mate. Oh, okay, yeah, 1951 to 55. And then there was another time period as well. There was like a little gap and then he went back to it again. Yeah. Dipped his toe, dipped his toe in the water. Crack oh, back on again. I'm impressed with your history. No, no, no Google, mate. Yeah, mate. <laughs> the <whole thing laughs> but the questions are fabricated by myself, but the answers, thankfully, are on Google. <laughs> the answers yeah. are not fabricated. Yeah, no, no, right. not fabricated. Um, but that's it then, mate. Yeah, I mean, awesome. hopefully we've given everyone an insight into what it's like to be a stuntman because there's a lot of different industries and jobs out there and I'd, sometimes people don't understand, I guess. And it's kind of like what interests me is like how good you have to be at what your job like how much of an athlete you have to be and how that that kind of thing is what really yeah what really is obviously um interesting about the job that's yeah yeah there's a lot there's a lot a lot more to it than people so think, guys I make think. sure you check the credits and films yeah because rick <laughs> might have been in it <laughs> can't tell you what he's working on right now super. <laughs> but but yeah you've obviously you're busy with with, with work aren't you? you're riding and, yeah. and keeping keep yourself fit yeah. yesterday you was on a bike crash didn't you do you want to tell us about maybe that? uh maybe i don't <laughs> Maybe I had a little incident. Are you hurt or are you actually all right today? Uh, I'm all right. Actually, my, my backside's a bit sore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went off the back yesterday and it's the first time I've done that for 10 or don't 11 years. Don't get cocky, years. mate. Don't get relaxed is that what it is? don't get cocky. Yeah, yeah. It's I'll, my I'll, advice. I'll bear that in mind. Thanks. I might write yeah. that on my tank or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's um, actually good advice to yeah, be fair. Right, yeah. It's always when you're just feeling it, you're most comfortable. You're like, I am killing it today and uh, everything was going well. And uh, Respect. <laughs> it yeah. genuinely yeah. is respect. I always yeah. think that when I'm racing, respect for the track, respect for yeah. your bike, respect for the environment. Yeah, if you don't respect and, it, it'll oh, mate, throw bite you on the, the floor arse. really hard. Yeah. yeah, and you'll think, what am I doing on yeah. the floor here? Oh, my brain slipped to what I'm having for dinner tonight. Or yeah, yeah. That, that one second lapse will cost it'll cost Gone. you for sure. Gonna. <laughs> that happened to me a few times in the past. I'm trying to eliminate that. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> yeah. right, right on your tank. But uh, no, that's it then. Thank Wicked. you. Yeah, no, I mean, awesome. yeah, thanks for coming in, mate. Um, thank you for everyone listening and watching. 
Uh, obviously, yeah, be sure to stay tuned in and um, look out for next week's guest. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.